Welcome to Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Our mission is to empower, inspire, and mentor people to reclaim their health and become self-reliant in their fitness. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Hogue. Join with me as my co-host, Annabelle Rios. All right, Doc, we're going live in three, two, one. one. Here we go. Man, I was actually just, uh, we're going to talk about stretching today, but... Um, and we got to stretch first. We got Yeah, let me let me take a little stretch before we start this podcast. Uh, no, but uh, like we said the last couple episodes, um, follow us on show, social media. Give, Give us some us love. Give us some love. Um, and there's a link tree in the description. We're on pretty much all of them. Twitter is lacking. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about Twitter. We don't talk. It, it's it's there. Yeah. Um, also, if you follow us on social media. We saw that we are doing the 100 push-up challenge. We are, what day is it today? It is, we are 15 days in. So that's 1,500 push-ups. How you feeling, Annabelle? My chest is pumping every day. Yeah, it's, I'm actually not, I'm not as sore anymore. I agree. Um, they're getting a little easier. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think it was a couple days ago. Back in the day. <laughs> it was uh a couple days ago, I was, I think I was doing, oh, okay, yeah, I was doing like a back workout. So I wasn't doing any pushing muscles. Um, but my last set, like my 10th set, I ended up blowing past 100. I did like 45 in a row. Dang, son. <coughs> On my last set, I'd already done like 90 at that point. You know what day it was, Brutal? <laughs> what? When we were doing push day and we had push ups. Oh, oh my did, gosh. When we did 10 times 10 on bench and still GBT, had to get. Oh, man. German wine entry. Yeah, that day I was like, oh, my chesticles. <laughs> <laughs> They're quivering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hopefully you've been doing it with us. Yeah, uh, keep doing it, guys. Keep doing it, guys. Uh, I think the the biggest thing that I've been taking away from it isn't just the physical, but, but like the mental. Like it's becoming part of my routine. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I haven't done it yesterday. Let me drop down and yeah. start doing them. Um, so that's been kind of cool to to know that you can actually start to make a make a habit out of things and you know yeah who, who knows, maybe, maybe we'll do a recap afterwards we should you well, know recap I'm, episode if I if I you know keep up this uh, like discipline doing I might just keep on after the thirty days I know we're gonna try other challenges yeah in the coming months but yeah this is this been feeling pretty good so far can't complain Mm-mm. <coughs> so yes misconceptions yes we've been. Plugging along. Plugging along. There's many out there. There's a lot. Uh, today we're talking about stretching. You know, there's a lot of things. Uh, people will say, obviously, you need to stretch before you work out. You know, limber up. Yeah, you know, before they'll say, sport, before anything. Annabelle, this, is, this will be kind of fun to talk about. What did you guys do, like, back in the day before, like, a, before baseball, a baseball game or, or wrestling? Yeah, what, what was kind of y'all's? Y'all's. Y'all's. <laughs> Get on the tractor and go out to the field. Uh, you know, there was a lot of dynamic, I, I call it dynamic now, and there was also a lot of static. It was a bit of both. Gotcha. You know, you do your karaoke, high knees, all the different things. Right, right. Your leg kicks, but then you would also do a lot of statics to yeah. warm up the hemis and mm. the, your, uh, your arms and whatnot. And same thing was wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> you would do a little bit of both. Yeah. What about yeah. you guys? Um, oh, I and then armbands, and you know the little bands. Oh yes, we yeah a lot of those too. Yeah, we definitely use the bands for baseball to warm our shoulders and mm-hmm. arms up. 
Um, so we did that for the upper body and we did some dynamic stuff like arm circles, um, 90, yep. 90 rotations, like where you're kind of, or where you slap your, you're like you're hugging yourself. Like we call them huggers. So you kind of like swing your arms back and forth. Shh, man, you're taking me back now. I um, forgot about some of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and we also, we definitely do a lot of static. I remember like you partner up. Oh, the, the, uh, the shoulder thing when you lift your arm, hold your partner's arm up. Yep. Did you guys ever do those? Yeah, we would do those. We do like where you'd go to touch your toes, uh, like, like with your, in a V. Like walking like, toe touch? Um, no, you were just sitting. Sitting, sitting yeah, like yeah. You'd go down and touch your toes. And we did a lot of static stretching, like in a circle in the outfield. We do some, like, some karaoke's and stuff like that. But a lot of it. It's like a both, right? Static, little dynamic. A little bit of both. Some band work. <coughs> because, you know, stretching is. <sighs> I don't know. I feel like it's gone through phases whereas like stretching is the most important thing in the world. Everybody needs to do it to where to where don't need it. Toss it out. Yeah, Toss it out. <laughs> Wasting your time. Yeah. So I want to kind of get into, um, you know, sh- should you stretch before a workout? Should you stretch before, you know, a game or a sport? Um, what do you think stretching is? Like if someone said, Annabelle, what's stretching? Hmm. It's just preparing your body for what you're about to do. Okay. That is probably a more high-level term for it. I, I think I, I would agree that with that more than maybe what some other people might say. Um, stretching almost is one of those words where it, like the definition is built into the word. It's like, well, what do you mean what's stretching? Stretching is you stretch. You, <laughs> you define it by using the word. <laughs> yeah, like you know how you stretch a piece of clothing out? Like That's what it is. Something's definition is stretching. Yeah. stretching yeah, something's <laughs> getting longer um i kind of just defined it <coughs> as just utilizing positions to lengthen or elongate muscles or joints so you're putting your body in various positions with the goal in mind being to elongate i think because if you think about stretching a shirt you're like elongating or lengthening that shirt same thing with a muscle or a joint um, and there's different types there's actually a lot of different types, but for the average person out there, we're going to talk about three. There's static, ballistic, and dynamic. Yeah, I hadn't heard of ballistic until um, you, you were talking to me the other day. So static is how it, how it seems. You're holding a position for a period of time so that, you know, using your body, putting it in a position, but you're not moving. You're just holding. Typically, it ranges from 30 to, uh, you know, not, you know, 60 seconds, and you kind of repeat a couple times. That's on average, if you kind of look in the literature, what people will do. Um, but, yeah, that's just static. And then ballistic is, it's basically ballistic is a static stretch with, like, a pulse or some type of bounce motion at the end. So, like, you bend over to touch your toes, but you kind of, like, oscillate and bounce at that's the end. That's what came to mind when you were saying, I was like, hey, I'm probably when. So, yeah, you're going yeah, yeah. You're going as far as you can go while keeping the form of that stretch. But not necessarily holding it. You're not you're not statically holding it. You're like bouncing, trying to get like a little bit more, a little bit more, yeah, a little yeah. bit more. Okay. Um, and then there's dynamic. And the best way to, p- to define this one is you st- stretching while performing movement, typically through a full range. Mm-hmm. You're moving while you stretch, so to speak. So you're not statically doing it. And you're not in a static position with oscillating or bouncing. You're actually like moving your body typically through like a full range of motion. Now there's, there's other kinds. Um, yeah. I think you were saying like, you thought there was like four or five different kinds. And technically there is like in physical therapy, we use different types of kinds of stretching, like a uh, contract, relax, where you essentially 
we don't have to get into it, but you can track the muscle yeah. while you're stretching. And then as you relax that muscle, then you can go further anyway. Um, yeah. I was going to say isolation, but that's about it. Gotcha. So there's various types, mm-hmm. but for the majority of people, those three are going to be kind of what you think about when you think of stretching. Um, so I don't want to get too much in the weeds here. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I say that, because, um, yeah, I want people to be able to follow along and there's going to be some PT. So ask me a bunch of questions on this because I want to make sure that I'm conveying this well. Yes. And I might not. <coughs> so there's a term we use in PT and I guess just the medical field called tone. Okay. When people say the word tone, what they're talking about is the amount of tension in a muscle or a group of muscles at rest. Okay. So this is the tone is regulated by the nervous system. You have tone, like your muscles are in a state of tone while you sleep. Mm-hmm. Basically what this is, so like you're not just a bag of bones. You know what I mean? The, the nervous system is constantly keeping the muscles in a state of contraction or a state of tension. Not too high, not too low. Um, does that kind of make sense on if I, you know, what tone is then? Like the, the muscle has a resting state of tone or tonicity. Uh, that is regulated by the nervous system. Hmm, no, th- it makes sense. But when I thought of tone, I thought about being tone. Yeah, that. No, don't think of that. Yeah, yeah, that is. That's also kind of a myth too. You can't tone a muscle. You can either make it bigger and lose body fat, and that makes it look more defined. Anyway, dude, we're busting myths left and right in these episodes. Let's go, baby. <laughs> um, All right, continue. So, what can happen is you can have what's called hypertonicity. So that's where the tension in the muscle or the groups of muscles, they're higher than normal, uh, resulting in the muscle being contracted even at rest. So that if you've ever seen somebody who had a stroke and it affected a certain part of the brain affecting the nervous system mm-hmm. and you see their like arm and yes. it's almost like in this like flexed, contracted position um, at rest, that's hypertonicity. That means the nervous system, the tone in the muscles is really high. And even at rest, without them thinking about it, it is still contracted. Like they're not trying to make it contract. It's just at resting state, it's contracted. (coughs) Um, And there's different types of tonicity. We don't have to get into that because that's not the point. But there's also something called hypotonicity. So that is when the tension in the muscle or group of muscles are lower than normal. And that's when people have like those floppy limbs. And they can't even contract. They can't contract it. So at mm-hmm. rest, uh, the limb is just like hanging there. Mm-hmm. Typically that uh, can be seen like after a stroke, um, even like con- some congenital, like some babies are born with more of like hypotonicity where they're just, they're almost like just a bag of mush. Like they're, there's, <laughs> there's, there's nothing. Yeah. Um, the muscles aren't even at rest in a contracted state. Um, the reason I bring. So these are the extremities. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it usually affects, like, the arms and the legs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now, these are uh, the hyper and the hypotonicity. Those are what happens when there's a nervous system disorder, cerebral palsy, stroke, spinal cord injury. I mean, spinal cord injury is a great example of that because you're paralyzed. The body is in a state of hypotonicity. The nervous system isn't regulating. You can't move. Even at rest, if you were to get their arm and you were to move it around, it would just flop around. Mm. Um, Makes sense. So those are <coughs> those are the extremes, <coughs> and those are what happen when you have some sort of nervous system disorder. 
Okay. Knowing that, knowing that there's the disorders and then like for the common people, everybody has a resting state of tone. We can talk about tightness and contracture. Are you tracking so far? Yes. Okay. So tightness is, so muscles are tight when tone is slightly elevated. Okay. So we're not in that disorder. We're not, you know, there's not a disorder going on with the nervous system, but you might've done something that has increased the tone of the muscles, therefore making the muscles feel tighter. Okay. Like when you do too many curls and you can't. Some of, yeah, honestly, some of that can definitely be from like a workout or from overuse. I think a lot of the times tightness results from you could like a variety of things, but like not moving your body through a full range of motion. Like if you're if you're not moving your body through a full range of motion, then what happens is your body goes or your brain goes, oh, we're not using that. I can make that muscle a little bit uh, higher tone in that area because tightness is a way your body like protects mm. <coughs> your body. <laughs> it says use it or lose it. If you're not using it, then I'm going to regulate more of it. Makes sense. Um, so that's kind of what tightness is. And that's not a neurological disorder. That just means you have a slightly more elevated tone in the muscles. Now, a contracture is a permanent tightening or shortening of the muscles. So that uh, hypertonicity can lead to contractures, congenital disorders like cerebral palsy, like if a, if a muscle is actually in a state of contracture, like there, it's contracted, you have to have surgical intervention to actually lengthen that muscle again. I don't know if you've ever seen like children that toe walk where they can't like walk with their feet flat. Basically the, the gastroc, that calf muscle mm -hmm. um, becomes so shortened that they actually have to have surgical intervention to lengthen that muscle and be casted. Um, <coughs> no amount of stretching static ballistic dynamic whatever is going to make that muscle long again it has to have surgical intervention and or medication uh like um what am i thinking here um botox like botox injections into the muscle to allow it really to okay um because botox yeah so <coughs> you can't outstretch a contracture so what's going on when you stretch then okay so when you stretch, so let's take the, the easiest one to think about is the hamstrings. Okay. Yes. So you bend forward to touch your toes and you can't touch your toes, but you hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Then you come back up and you repeat. And what, what you're seeing is that you're, you're going a little bit further each time. You're not actually making the muscle longer. You're decreasing the tone from the nervous system. The muscle has, unless it's in a state of contracture where it's permanently shortened, your muscle already has the full range of motion. The body is just holding it at that resting tone and you're sending the signal to the brain for the brain to slowly release more and more and more of the muscle. Therefore, you get more and more and more of a stretch and you're elongating more and more. Mm -hmm. But if you were to cut that muscle out, it would be at full length. You could be able to pull it all the way, you know, as long as it can go. But it's the nervous system that is holding that muscle. So is it true that it's like, kind of like <coughs> cheese? You know, they say a lot of people say, oh, it's kind of like cheese where you can stretch it. Did you say cheese? Yeah, cheese. At least cheese sticks. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Some people compare it to that, like a little cheese stick. Um, Where you can just stretch it out. Is it really like that, though? No. Yeah. No, because that, what that is saying is like it was... I, it's not like you're... You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Those yeah. cheese sticks. That, I've heard that analogy before. Yes. And the muscle is kind of like that. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's kind of like that. Um, 
because what I'm hearing when you say that is like, if you stretch a shirt out too far, it's permanently stretched too far. Mm. A muscle's not like that. Mm-hmm. You ca- if you perma- if you pull that s- cheese stick, it won't go back to the original position. A muscle will. I see. So, what happens is is you're sending that signal to the nervous system to allow that muscle to elongate more and more. Now, it mm-hmm. always had that range. Remember, if you were put to sleep, and uh, like you went under, um, your nervous system would also be like the tone would decrease you would be able to touch your toes. Wow. Does, so, like, does that make sense? Like, if Yeah, you no, were, no, no, no. If does. you were to put under <laughs> anesthesia and you were, they were, the doctor were to push you over to touch your toes, your hamstring would have full length. You wake up, you try and touch your toes, you don't have it. The nervous system is back on. That's why. That's so fascinating. Um, hmm. I just want to – and that might – you're like, okay. No, well, that makes sense. So, so, like, <coughs> so, for instance, whenever you, quote-unquote, stretch, can't touch your toes, and over – of period of days maybe a week, few weeks you're able to do it just fine yeah because you're telling your your mind and body like hey that me. that is definitely one way on how to do it i'm going to tell everyone a better way on how to do it all okay? right so you're stretching okay and you um if you don't move the muscle so let's your hamstrings for instance in that quote-unquote new lengthened position the nervous system will revert back to that original tone does that make sense? So yeah. like you stretched it, and that's why the next day sometimes you feel like I didn't make any progress. Mm. It takes, you know, mo- it takes continuous days in a row, multiple times stretching in order to see results that way. A better way is if you static stretch, um, following it up with actually then activating that muscle through that full range of motion. Because now what you're doing is you're not just sending the signal to the brain to let that muscle you know, go further and further and further. Then you're sending the muscle to the brain that I need to contract that muscle in this new range of motion. Your brain goes, oh, we're using it there. Maybe I need to back off a little bit. You weren't using it before, but now you're using it. Yeah. Um, so, so it's all about the signals that you send to your brain. Exactly. So the example would be if you did like a static hamstring stretch, so to speak, and then you follow it up with Romanian deadlifts or Jefferson curls where like you're trying to go far down and up. Again, this is with lightweight um, you are then contracting that muscle in that new range of motion. Your brain will say, oh, we're using it. And it's more likely <coughs> or it's less likely to revert back to that original tone. Hmm. Our bodies are incredible in how they adapt based on what they need. Absolutely. Um, so it makes sense. And th- again, you could statically stretch for prolonged periods of time every day and that will increase your range of motion not gonna lie that will work but it's a longer approach yeah takes but, time. but i would say the best way on how to do it okay so let's say you can't uh you can't pull your knees to your chest so like you've got your you have mm-hmm. tightness in your hips so you don't have good hip flexion you could sit there and lay on your back and pull your knees to your chest and kind of get that motion working or you could work on deep squatting because now not only are you stretching it but then you're activating the muscle and mm. that range of motion. Some of the best mobility I ever had was when I practiced barefoot squatting without weight, just air squats, holding positions, coming back up, holding positions. And over day, practicing that over days, I was my squat form got a whole lot better without doing any static stretching, hmm. just holding positions, getting out of positions, using the muscles. <coughs> yeah. No, it makes sense. Um, so that, that being said, 
what are some of the effects of static stretching on injury prevention and strength and power output? Okay, so here's just a general question. Why would you want to elongate a muscle before you needing them to contract at full force? You're sending the wrong message. You're sending the your wrong partner. message. So that last example when I said that you're activating in that new range, this is like this is still warm up stuff. I'm not talking about you're going heavy on Romanian deadlifts or getting your working sets. I'm saying you're contracting yeah. the muscle. You're using either uh, the barbell or light weights to then contract the muscle. This is still like a warm up or an, almost like a dynamic warm up. You're not mm-hmm. doing this before you go heavy. Because why would you ever want to elongate a muscle before you actually need it to contract at full force? You wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Well, no, that makes sense. So studies have shown that if you static stretching before workouts can negatively infect performance and potentially could lead to injury because you're not because you've stretched it so far that's not able to contract well. Therefore, when that force comes on that muscle, boom, injury. Maybe that might be something you can do post workout. For sure. Yeah, you could definitely static stretch post-workout if that fits your cup of tea. We're going to talk about here in a second if you should static stretch, but I do want to talk about what you should do instead. Yeah, this is all pre. This is all pre. Yeah, yeah we're all talking about before a game, before a workout. Mm-hmm. Okay. <coughs> you walk into the gym. Do you load 225 on the bar and start squatting? No, I load 315 and start squatting. <laughs> <laughs> savage okay everyone other than animal then (laughs) you don't do that so a couple episodes ago actually a while back we talked about the three buckets of training you had Mm -hmm. sport you had resistance training you had cardio and mobility a while back yeah so i want to talk about each one and what you should do before um that particular exercise so sport the best thing to do before a sport is to do some sort of dynamic warm-up. You know, that moving while you stretch. High knees, karaoke, jumping jacks. For that sport, you want to try to prime your body before the game. Yeah, you want to increase prepping, it, yeah. prepping. You want to increase your heart rate. You want to kind of get the body, the blood flowing. Um, you want to get the body ready to do specific movements. So, like, either you, maybe you start doing some some jogs and then a little bit faster and faster and then by you know a couple of rounds in then you're kind of sprinting that way when the game starts you're ready to sprint <coughs> what would the uh the bands fall into this the bands yeah they were talking about doing how we used to do bands so yeah for soccer so i'm thinking specifically maybe for soccer you could tie some bands around your knees around your ankles and do some sidestepping Maybe yeah. you know, some kick out to the sides and back again to get the blood flowing into those muscles. Mm-hmm. It's light. It's great to do. You're not going to overexert yourself. Um, baseball. Yeah. Doing the bands, hitting external rotation, internal, kind of going through a throwing motion, a reverse throwing motion. Again, priming your body. You're not statically stretching those muscles. You're yeah. getting blood flow. You're heating up the system. You're getting ready for the workout. <coughs> um, resistance training. You're going to go into the gym, you squat 225. I would do either some sort of dynamic warm-up or get on a cardio machine, get on a rower, get on an upright bike, increase your body temperature, get the blood flowing. Then what you want to do is you want to use lighter weights in that exercise and build up to your working sets. So, again, if you're squatting, the best way to get ready for squatting is to squat. I would do some bot squats, body squats. Body, you know, Start with some body weight squats. Maybe hold the bot the squat position for a little bit. Then you get under the bar. Maybe do the bar. Then you want to do maybe fifty fifty percent of your working set. Maybe do that for five to ten reps. And then you might want to go seventy five percent of your working set. Do that for two, 
two to five reps, something like that. And then you're ready to squat 225. Your body's nice and warmed up. Um, you've increased the blood flow. You've done the movement pattern. Now you're ready to do the actual exercise. Essentially, you, you, you've told your body, hey, get ready. We're squatting. Get ready. We're squatting. Yep. So why would you want to just statically stretch your hamstrings and statically st- stretch your quads before you want to forcefully use them in a squat? You wouldn't want to do that. No. Maybe afterwards if you want. Um, <coughs> cardio. A good dynamic warm-up. If you're about to go on a run, <coughs> get some high knees in there. Get some butt kicks. Maybe do some jumping jacks. Again, start maybe the first uh, quarter mile. You're not going at your full pace. You're just start slowly starting to warm up with that jog, and then you're kind of to your full pace jog. Easy peasy. Yeah. Um, mobility. That's already got a built-in warm-up. If you're doing yoga, they're, they're going to slowly get you into the workout, into the stretches and everything. So mobility, I wouldn't even need to stretch before you do a mobility workout, as long as it's guided by, you know, instructor. Yeah. <laughs> um, th- those make sense on kind of what to do for those? No, no, they definitely do. It seems like it basically what we're d- recommending is dynamic or some sort of cardio or some sort of getting your body prepped for the movement you're about to do. Yeah, and this is all again. Pre-workout. Bef- pre-workout. Or pre-sport, pre-your activity. Whatever yes. you're about to do, getting you ready. Absolutely. Okay. Well, this kind of makes it sound like static stretching isn't that great. From what we're talking about, <coughs> it seems like what you want to do is how you train is how you gain. If you want to get better in deeper squat, you should probably work on squatting positions and holding and using the muscles and stuff like that. Should you ever static stretch? Maybe. Um, it, it depends. It depends. It, it does feel good. I'm not going to lie. You stretch your hammies, uh, you know, if they feel tight from that increased tone, it feels pretty good to kind of get a little bit more. Yeah. Stretching back. your hips out too, man. It feels good. It feels good. Um, it's always better to engage the muscles after a stretch. So that's why yoga is good. Cause you hold these stretches, but then like you stand up and then like, you know, if like you just feel them shake cause now you're engaging the muscles. Mm. You're not just sitting, holding your toes. Yoga is not bending forward, touch your toes, pull back. It like you're getting in poses where you're having to engage oh, the up muscle. and down, up and yeah. down, hold this, go to that position. So you're, I like it cause you're doing the engaging aspect. So therefore you're telling the brain, Hey, not only am I asking you to give me more, but now I'm using it in that range. Uh, so we don't keep, you know, reverting back to that resting level of tone um if you have pain gentle stretching can help to alleviate some pain in the short term i use this in the clinic all the time someone's hips are tight give them a few hip stretches oh that feels pretty good but that allows me then to do the exercises that are going to help okay now it's feeling a little bit better well now we can do some sidestepping with a band and get that uh, you know like your lateral you say static stretching right that's what you mean yeah like sometimes i'll do some static stretching in the in in the clinic because it does feel good and but it allows me to do what i actually want to do um anyway so sometimes yeah but also in those cases you're not getting them ready for a game you're not getting them ready to do heavy weight i'm rehabbing you're rehabbing most of the time it's band work body weight or very, very lightweight, yeah. right? Yeah, hands-on stuff where we might do that contract, relax that we talked about earlier, where I might passively stretch them, mm-hmm. but then I have them engage the muscle, and then they relax, and I take more, and then they engage the muscle, and then I stretch them more, and that is that type of contract, relax, yeah. engage, relax. I was just trying to clarify for the listeners out there. Yeah. This is one of those scenarios where it could help. Yes. Um, so I'm more of a fan of... <coughs> doing like a little bit of yoga after a workout where you're like getting into these positions like child's pose 
uh, downward facing dog, maybe like half kneeling rotation, some prone press ups. Like you're you're moving the body and you're kind of quote unquote statically stretching, but not you're not really hol- like you're holding it, but you're engaging the muscles. Mm. Uh, that is a great way to do a cool down is to do some yoga moves. I think that's something that we were talking about because in my mind they seem similar, mm-hmm. but if we've talked about it a little bit more. I can see the difference. Yeah. So again. Maybe you should static stretch, but I would definitely work more into dynamic. I'd work more into yoga poses um, and definitely using the movement pattern that you're about to perform and scaling it up so you're ready for the working set. No, that makes sense. So our conclusion is don't stretch, don't static stretch before a workout. Yeah, don't static stretch. <coughs> dynamic stretch. Dynamic stretch. Before a workout and or cardio and or the movement pattern you're about to perform. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got, Annabelle. Boring uh, episode, but you know, no, this is really good stuff. Hopefully that um, can help some people prevent some injury, get them lifting and getting better. All right. Sounds good. And like we always like telling you guys, remember you are human. We should not seek perfection, but daily improvement. All right. See you see guys. You guys.